Hi, this is Nancy Lambert, and you're listening to Best Faith Forward Podcast. Hi, and welcome back. We are now in Part 3 of Who Am I series, Understanding Our Identity in Christ. So let's, let's briefly recap from Part 1 and 2. So in part one of our identity in Christ is knowing that we are God's instruments to do His work and speak out for Him using our own testimonies of how we are accepted into the family of God. And in part two is knowing that we are valuable because we were created in the image of God. He demonstrated our worth by sending His one and only perfect Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins paid the price in full so that we can come boldly to our Father's throne of grace. So hopefully we have exercised putting our best faith forward in knowing that we are accepted and we are valued by God by receiving the free gift of grace and mercy. Now let's talk about love. One of the sweetest illustrations of love is between a mother and her child. Kevin and I were married three years when we found out we were expecting our first child. And I remember feeling excited, but then a little overwhelmed that there would be a human life growing inside of me for nine months. And telling the news was a little tricky because we found out right before my sister-in-law's wedding. And we waited until the newlyweds reached their honeymoon destination before we told our parents they were about to become grandparents for the first time. And even though I was sick as a dog, I was so excited to be a mom. Now, that was a different attitude as opposed uh, to not wanting children a few years prior. So things change when you fall in love, don't they? So for the first three months... It was all about planning, preparing the nursery, choosing a name for a boy and a girl, because back then sonograms didn't show the best images of viewing the sex of the baby. Gavin and I signed up for Lamaze class, so we would do everything right when labor begins. And the goal was to learn breathing exercises to reduce anxiety and, and heart rate during labor. And so We had to find an object. We were told that we needed to find an object that I could focus on when I needed to breathe through labor. And since we weren't sure if this was a boy or a girl, we figured we'd go with boy. 50-50 chance, right? So we purchased this little blue teddy bear and named it Junior. Thus also calling our little bambino inside Junior as well, at least until the big reveal when our bundle of joy would pop out into the world. And then decorating the nursery was a challenge, so we covered the room with pastel greens, pinks, and blues. You know, that color green, it kind of gives the message that we don't know, so let's go neutral. And so as I ballooned out over the next few months with And then morning sickness uh, had finally come to a pause, uh, and reality was kicking in big time, and so was Junior. I mean, my body didn't feel like my body anymore, as as this little life inside of me was growing and moving. And sometimes when I was real still, 
baby would make an impression of one foot toward my expanding belly. And as we grew closer to the due date, I remember sitting in my new mom rocker one evening with my hand gently rubbing Junior's temporary dwelling, anticipating the moment when I would lay eyes on this new creation from God. And then I started thinking about the world that would welcome this new life with the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you know, the bad and the ugly started to scare me. And the selfish part of me really wanted to keep Junior safe inside of me so I could protect my baby from any potential harm that could come to this sweet child. But God quickly reminded me that if I sheltered this child from the world, I would be robbing him or her the joy of of living life on God's earth, robbed of the opportunity to accept God's free gift of salvation, robbed of loving family and friends, robbed of education and knowledge of knowing the power of God and the plans He has for this precious soul. This child would face trials, suffer loss, and broken relationships. But those things would be outweighed by the joy that God will bring to his or her life, even though they may face tough times. And as the time grew near, we were almost finished with the nursery when one day at work, my water broke. And we rushed to the hospital with Junior the baby and Junior the bear. And I had to have that bear so I could focus. And there I lay in the maternity ward trying to focus on Junior the bear while the labor pains got closer and closer and harder and harder. And then... The doctor grew concerned about my blood pressure and the fact that Junior might not have a comfortable journey coming into the world the natural way. So after 12 hours of focusing on this blue bear, I was rolled into the operating room for a C-section. They had another gurney on standby in case Kevin fainted from the new daddy syndrome. (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't know if they had one there or not. It's possible. And... You know, a lot of help Junior the Bear was. I mean, all that practice, and we didn't even need him. So the moment arrived when Junior, the baby, entered into our lives, and it was revealed that he was a she, a beautiful baby girl. And one of the first words I said to her was, I love you. Now, we frequently hear those words. And we frequently hear, God loves you. But how does God show his love to us? I believe he shows his love in many ways, but I'm going to focus on just a few. So be prepared. I'm going to use an acronym for the word love. Yay, acronyms. Well, at least it's a short word. Love. L-O-V-E. It's a fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. So what are some ways that God shows His love to us? Well, starting with L, God listens to His children. 
In 1 John 5, 14 and 15, John says, Now this is the confidence we have before him. Whenever we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked him for. Now, this scripture definitely does not mean that God will give us everything we want, but he will hear our request and grant them according to his will, not ours. Why? Because he knows us and he knows what's good for us. You know, when our kids were little, they would ask for things that they wanted. So as parents, we would listen to their requests, but for various reasons, we didn't always give them what they wanted. Why? Because we knew our children and we were concerned with their well-being. Also, in Psalm 66, 17 through 20, it says, I cried out to him with my mouth and praise was on my tongue. If I had been aware of malice, meaning or evil intentions, if I had been aware of malice in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God has listened. He has paid attention to the sound of my prayer. May God be praised. He has not turned away from my prayer or turned his faithful love from me. You see, I believe praying with full intention of praising God is also believing that he is listening. So God listens to his children. Oh, God offers the gift of salvation to everyone. So let me insert a faith fact here. One of the most popular and well-known verses in the Bible is just that, because it is one of the most powerful proclamations in Scripture. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. You cannot argue this. If you believe the Bible is true, then you know it's a fact. This also ties in with the Apostle Paul, who wrote to the believers in Christ to assure them that they could never be separated from God. He writes in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? See, God is our Heavenly Father, sacrificed his sinless, righteous Son, Jesus, to pay the ultimate price for our sin because of his great love for us. If he did that for us, how can we believe he is not for us? So God offers the gift of salvation to everyone. V, God will validate his love for us. In Psalm 37, 5 through 6, it says, Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. That's the message version. Here's the King James Version. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Here David explains that we are to be committed to God by trusting in Him. The Hebrew word for commit means to roll or rolling or handling over to our burdens to the Lord. We need to trust the Lord to take care of things that we cannot handle. If we do this, then we should not be anxious. 
And David also assures us that if we roll our burdens onto the Lord, He will act by justifying us as clearly as the bright light shows everything it shines on. That validation will become very, very clear on the day of judgment. Also, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 14, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and then put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. God also validated His love by creating us in His image. We find in Genesis 1.27, So God created man in His own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. That's both of us. That's all of us. God validates His love for us. And finally, E, God empowers us with spiritual growth. In Paul's prayer during his ministry to the Ephesian believers, he writes in Ephesians three fourteen through 19 For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his Spirit, and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints that is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, so you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's a lot to take in. But this is what's happening. Paul prays, asking God for deep spiritual strength from God. The inner being, meaning the spiritual part of a person. A Christian should desire to be filled with as much Jesus as possible. Also, in Colossians 1, 10-12, Paul writes to the Colossian Christians saying, So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. You see, we need to be fully pleasing to God to be effective and godly in our spiritual growth to mature in our Christian walk with God and learn as much as we can about Him. We can be strengthened by God's power with endurance to push through our hardships. And God empowers us with patience. There's a fruit of the Spirit, which is very important in our Christian walk. God also empowers us with joy, another fruit of the Spirit, which is a clear indication of who's a believer and who is not. God shows His love by listening to His children, offering the free gift of salvation through His Son, Jesus. He will validate His love for us with His affirmation of our righteousness, and He empowers us with spiritual growth and strength. 
to be more like Jesus. Oh, there's so much more to tell of God's love for us. It's written throughout the scriptures, page by page by page by page, showing that his love is unconditional and unending. He is not ashamed of us. He wants us to be in his family. So, that being said, you are accepted, you are valued, and you are loved. So say this, I am loved, and I'm to love others as God loves his children. Next time, we'll look at how God's forgiveness is a part of our identity in Christ. You know, everything changed the day our daughter Tiffany was born. I was a mother for the very first time in my life, and watching her grow into a beautiful young Christian woman has blessed us tremendously. Now we still have Junior the Bear. He's stored away in the garage with other items from our daughter's childhood. And we think of him from time to time. But this much is true. There's no love like a mother's love, but there's none greater than the love that God has shown for us. Isn't it amazing how a small baby can change your world? Well, I know of another small baby who came to save the world. Now that's love. Thanks for listening. Please follow or subscribe to Best Faith Forward so you'll receive notifications of future episodes. I would love for you to leave a review or post your suggestions for future topics that you want to hear on this podcast. Until next time, press on, my friends. The best is yet to come.